Bruchim Aboyim B'Shem Hashem Berachnuchem Eves Hashem Welcome to our weekly Wednesday night share which is happening on a Tuesday afternoon due to Baruch Hashem and family Simcha Ordinarily I'd walk out of the Simcha and come back in but it's a little difficult since it's not in my area um, This year always in the Nishmas this year B'Shem Echana Roshom this Shabbos, Pashki Sovi, it's also a very important date on the Hebrew calendar, Chai El, the 18th day of the month of El. Needless to say, of course, it's Pashki Sovi. Bring us one more week closer to Slichas. This Shabbos, those that are have been saying Pirkei throughout the summer, this Shabbos will say two Parakim, Gimel and Dalid. And then in Yatza Hashem, the following Shabbos, Hayyam Vav, which will be of course Shabbos Slichas, the last Parakim. I'd like to make a slight dedication as well to a uh, dear friend, my father's close friend, Mato Zayans, grew up in Brazil, who was Nifter two days ago. Tonight's date also says Vov El. Another extremely significant date in the Babish at large and our lives even more so. Says Vov El, 40 years ago, myself, I, and a group of nine other Bachrim were chosen by the Rebbe to go out set up a yeshiva in Caracas, Venezuela. And the Yimara says, Adaboyim Shinin Leikam Yinish Adayte the Rebbe to 40 years we don't really understand the decision, what goes on in our mass and our teachers' minds Um, like to wish and hope as a message that came across from Australia from one of our Chaverim of the Kvutza who already has started celebrating the 40th year that expressed his exact wishes I'll tell you his exact blessing that he sent us all let us hope that we all fully appreciate how it shaped our lives May we all be zeche to continue to give the Rebbe Nachas. And it's very touching to think, 40 years later we still are in touch, we still talk, we still 
have what to do with one another, Baruch Hashem, in only good stead. And Hashem should bless all the entire group, of course, I included, Nachas for all our children, Shaduchim for all our children, health, and only good things, and as we said, we should fulfill the Rebbe's actual wishes. Tesvavel is the day of Esiastus of Teichitimim, the day that the Rebbe Rashab set up Yeshivas Teichitimim. Yeshivas Teichitimim was set up a Yeshiva which the Rebbe wanted should serve and teach and educate both Nigla and Nista the Teira should be able to bring the inner essence of a student so that a student should walk out of the yeshiva but never walk out really totally refined with an education with a grasp a handle on what not just the Tater is teaching us but what Hashem wants from us with a chukka with a yearning to want to accomplish, to want to continue, but more importantly, the Rebbe referred to his Talmidim as Neirais Lahoir. Candles, a candle has many different things that it can do. You can take a candle, I just received now from Israel a very wonderful gift from a fellow in Tzvas who hand paints candles. <coughs> Excuse me. He hand paints Havdalah candles. He hand paints Shabbos candles. And I'm sure he hand paints Hanukkah candles as well. Very crafty. Very beautiful. Very trendy. Different shapes. And you could take that candle. You could actually put it on display even in your china closet if you have that type of taste you could also take that same candle and put it on the bottom of your buffet with no windows in the doors so that nobody has to see it again you could take that same candle you could light it up for Abdullah for Matzah Shabbos which the candle of Abdullah of Matzah Shabbos as we know reflects on the nails of our hands, which is what the remnants of the original skin that HaKadosh Baruch had given Adam Arishan, the Almighty gave when He created Adam, the first person. The entire body was sheltered, was protected with what's today the fingernails. Because of His sin, unfortunately, it only went to the toes and the fingers. And therefore we wave or we light our fingers, fingernails in the candle of the Havdalah. The candle also is used for Shabbos, which on Shabbos, of course, we have Nere Shabbos Kedish, 
an interesting note. The candle of Native Shabbos Kedish. We've spoken about it prior. Is what is learned out in the Taylor by Medish Plia. We spoke only a few short weeks ago, that they were given to eat and they were hungered by eating the man. And this, says the Medish Plia, is reference to the Neir Shabbos Kedish, which lights our table and gives us the true pleasure, enjoyment of eating our Shabbos foods, giving us true Ainik Shabbos. I was I had occasion, I don't know if I ever mentioned, I had occasion once to be in New Jersey. I had to go look at Kashari Kitchen for a bar mitzvah. Long story. One of my dear, dear close friends making a bar mitzvah and the only caterer that appealed to him was a non-Jewish caterer who worked out of a kitchen in New Jersey and they agreed that I kosher the kitchen so that they can make a kosher event. And uh, Tisco admits to all those that participated in the koshering, and even more so to those who, ca- who participated cash-wise for the paying the difference of the kosher and the non-kosher products. May they be blessed with all cult of Selah, the candle then can go and be taken into a dark so I went there and I noticed that the entire beautiful hall that they had had hundreds and hundreds of of lights chandeliers with tens of light bulbs in them in the hallways and in the ba- in the ba- in the main ballroom and etc. And I came on a beautiful sunny day, and every single light was turned on. I didn't make any moves. It was curious, piqued my curiosity, but none of my business. Satyeski so came it came out later. The caterer actually wanted to meet with me. Want to know if I can get him some kosher uh, venues, some kosher jobs? Not my forte. I'm not sending people out to New Jersey for weddings, and nobody comes and asks me where to make their weddings. They come, they ask me to perform a wedding or something. They ask me, they tell me where to be, where to meet them. They've already looked at all the holes they wanted to see. But I met with him regardless. And he told me he had a special program for his electricity, Ambit, what he had over there, he was selling Ambit as well. He went, oh, that's what it was, he wanted to sell me Ambit. Or whatever it was that he was selling. I asked him, curiosity, you must have a tremendous electric bill. Your lights are on all day long. It's, 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 wow. Why would you do that? And he told me, yes, you're right, I do have a very high bill. However, 
it's necessary for advertisement. <laughs> you advertise through Khan Edison? I mean, what does it mean? Necessary for advertisement. So he told me, very interesting. He said, when you go into a room and you turn on the lights, even if it's the middle of the day, you turn on the lights, it takes a while for the light to fill the room. In a dark room, of course it does. How much more so? But when someone walks into my hall, my hall is gorgeous, it's beautiful. If I walk into the hall with them, and the room is dark, and I say, here, let me turn on the lights to show you, it's nice, but they ain't saying, wow, they're not getting blown away. However, if my lights are burning all the time, what was your reaction, he asked me, Rabbi, when you walked into the hall? I said, I'll tell you the truth. I said, wow, gorgeous. That's exactly, that's what I mean. When you walked into the hall, it was already wowed. And there was nothing to take away from it. The candle, on the other hand, when you take that candle into a dark, dark room, and you light your candle in the center of the room, you will see and almost hear and tangibly feel the light of that candle spreading throughout the dark of the room. Until it illuminates as far as the circumference as it can. Take several candles and they'll light up the entire room so that every corner, every nook and cranny will be lit, will be illuminated. This is what the Rebbe Rashab wanted from his Tamidim. He wanted them to be Nerez Lahoir. To go out to the darkest corners of the earth and illuminate. Illuminate the lives of Jews. Illuminate dark corners of the earth. In our case, for example, when we went to Caracas, Venezuela, it was a Jewish community of 25,000 strong. And a lot of them were even Jewish. There was, I don't want to stop mentioning the shuls, because I met I'll miss out for sure. But there was a beautiful Jewish community, a little shul, a chassidish eshtiba with a mikveh, with a rebele, a barozenbaum, zazangazint, still... Remember, he was the shaykhit of the Kehillah. And it was a Holocaust survivors, most of them. But not Ashkenaz. And they davened the Haimish and Nusach. They knew the Haimish and Nusach. 
And <laughs> for most of the Kvutsa, we were guys that were basically grew up in the Babich closed circles and it didn't it wasn't something that really brought back any memories to them. Personally Bididavovda I grew up in a different types of circles as well. I knew the Polish, I knew the Chsidisha. So to me it was more intriguing. I was able to speak a Polish Yiddish. And it made a difference to them. That was one shul. Then there was the big shul, the Union Israelita de Venezuela. What would be referenced to as the modern Orthodox border conservative. The men and women did not sit together in shul. There was a microphone with the hash in the shul. Very interesting, beautiful, beautiful shul. And it basically, everybody belonged to Union Israelita. They too have a mikveh, of course, with the ladies. Actually, very, very beautiful mikveh. They made sure to see so do that. And ultimately, the Sephardic community in that neighborhood itself, San Bernardino it was called, had also several other Sephardic shuls, which were beautiful, beautiful shuls. And then there was Mari Perez, another area, there was Altamira, there was La Florida. There were shuls and communities. Unfortunately, Venezuela today, because of the dictatorship, etc., is not in very good shape. And the Jews even worse. And um, it's basically closed into almost ghetto style in the area of uh, La Florida, Altamira. Food is not in abundance. It's, it's, it's a tough situation there. But we came there. We went to the Rabinato, which was the more orthodox shul than the Union. And we'd go for Shalashudas to say a sikha. Tubachim would go to Rabinato, Tubachim would go. Even the Union Israelita had their Shalashudas, not where the microphone was. So he went there. Went down to the Sephardic shuls. And during the Suzat Shlishita Shalasudas, we would chazra Sicha. A Sicha from the Rebbe, as you may notice from the Shurim that we have online, is brilliant. <laughs> it's captivating brilliance. It's goinish. And the person repeating the Sicha if they're doing a 60% job, is extremely impressive. And people are just, people that, know, that are learned, people that know how to eat their sefer, are just blown away by the, the goodness of the sikhs. And so we would go, and Baruch Hashem, we were able to chaza different sikhs by different occasions. There was a tremendous school of 15, 1600 students called Morali Lusis. The competition school was called Rambam. Morali Lusis was a very, very full and successful, and they had many different types of programs. Where Baruch Hashem we merited to get our feet in the door as well. 
we reached out to Sunday programs and different things. Needless to say, we had a summer camps, a winter camps. Needless to say, we met many families that were not 100% from. Some that became from because of the camp, because of the connection with the yeshiva boys. Some that found out they weren't Jewish. And some that just were beautiful, beautiful, wonderful people. They all were. It's a very, very warm, warm country. And we Baruch Hashem were able to bring light to places that we couldn't imagine. We had a Sunday club. Children came to learn with Bachrim. And then we took them on a trip every Sunday. And um, we came to Parque del Este, a park, public park. And there were boys playing on the basketball court. And the rule of the land is you say challenge, they got to pay you. And they play you, and whoever wins gets the court. These guys looked like they pretty much already had played a game or two. So they were challenged and thrown off the court. They wouldn't protest too much. I didn't tell you that Venezuela's weather is by the equator. It's all year the exact same weather. Exact. 80, 84, 85 by day, dry. And 70, 65, 60 at night. Almost never did you have to sleep with an air conditioner. And we came out. We're Bakrum, Yeshiva Bakrum, but we're New Yorkers, Americans. And we said, we challenge. They all started to laugh. Guys with beards, yarmulkes, tzitzes flying. They looked like a bunch of Venezuelan shikotsim. The type of guys that you don't want to start up with. type of guys that are the street gangs that you walk across the street when you see. And we um, challenged. So they thought it was funny. They said, sure, why not? And we challenged them, I think, 11, 21 game, whatever it was. It didn't last very long, the game. And they were walking off. There were a few of us that played some basketball in our days here in New York. So we didn't have any problem with them. Exposed to them within less than 15 minutes, 10 minutes. So our camp, our students, our kids, the kids that were on the group on the trip with us, had a new excitement here. They watched us play basketball, which was really, I mean, they would want to play. But seeing us playing with our tits flying and everybody holding on, they had, we had caps or we had uh, bobby pin. Those were the days we still had hair in our head. So we were able to put a bobby pin in our yarmulke. Yarmulkes wouldn't come off, chas And if a yarmulke did fall off, we stopped to pick up our yarmulke. We didn't take off our tits to play. Even though there are those that have the opinion that it's not covered for the tzitzis 
to get sweated up, whatever it may be. And we did our thing. We gave the boys the court. The kids played. They had a blast. 45 minutes, whatever it was. Every so often one of the Bachem would go in, interject, throw a shot, steal a ball, dribble a little bit, teach them how to play. The Vaila was standing on the side talking to these guys that we just beat the pulp out of. And it turns out that they're all Jewish. They all study Merali Lusus. They all heard of the Yeshiva. And they thought we all had horns. And therefore, they never want to step into Yeshiva. Ultimately, these boys all ended up coming to Yeshiva on, on, on quite often basis. Built a tremendous rapport with all the Bachrim. And one of them was the head of the GO, and he arranged for two of us to come speak in the Morale Lusus, even, <laughs> as a student program. So where more could you reach the light into the darkness? Where more could you be Neyleis Lahoyer? And I must tell you that the 40 years that have gone by, we can call almost anyone there that was there, they all remember. They'll all remember that first group with the three Mendes. They'll all remember those Bachrim. We spent two and a half years of our lives. Okay, I have the benefit I read and write and speak Spanish. But what an experience. Let me go back to the Pasha a little bit at least this week. Again, I'd like to tell you this year is being pre-recorded on a Tuesday. You'll be able to see a video of today's year um, if you send an email to rwyhech.gmail I can send you the video of, a lot of this year or you can hear it on shear.us as we do every week. Vahaya kisavai el haaretz Vahaya is a lotion of happiness. Vayihi is a lotion of sadness. Vahaya kisavai el haaretz asher Hashem neitzin lach it's okay. I almost always make the mistake when I lay in as well. Come to the land that God Almighty is giving to you. You will settle in it. What is our service to God? How does it reflect our service and connection to God? Kisavayalaret talks about the Shama coming down into this world. The holy soul coming down onto this physical world, which is the worst drop, the lowest, the furthest down one can get from the highest level of connected to God directly down onto this mini world. And yet, the Torah refers to it as Vahoya. A joy. A joy to leave God, 
and come down into the physical mundane world? And the Pasuk explains, that the Almighty, your God, is giving you. How are we getting to this land? Because God is putting us here. If it's God's work, it can only be good. And therefore, not just good, but it's called Tachlis Atev, the ultimate good. In that case, it's not a real drop. If you're going to argue, not like before when it came down to this world, In this world, the soul is forced into menial worldly things, and therefore it's considered a drop. That's why the Torah is telling us, the Almighty is giving it to us. Not that the Jews are going to become under underlings to the world, and the world is given to us to conquer and to make a better make into a better place. How? Through God Himself. And therefore, all the worldly sidetracks and things and, and obstacles should not destroy, should not disturb because the Jews have Shlita over them the Jewish nation, is a ruling over them. So much so, that we use the Lashon of Ahoya. It's a joy, it's a happiness, that we're coming out to this world. Because the only way that the Neshama can actually achieve, the only way that the Neshama can actually accomplish, and ascertain a higher level than when it is even by God Himself, is by coming down into this world and doing what God's want, God's will. But it's trials and tribulations. It's tests upon tests. Where is the simcha involved here? If the person though toils, doesn't just accept his lot but understands and says, the Almighty Nason, the Almighty has given this to me, to rule over it. And therefore, I have to accept from God what He's giving me, then the person is only a Mechabal, he's only a recipient. Therefore the Pasuk tells us, V'yirishto, it's not just a gift that God's giving you, it's an inheritance. When it comes to inheritance, the one that inherits is now the rightful owner instead of the one that gave over the inheritance. As we know that each and every Jew, each and every Nisham is a chilek elikam in Ma'amamish Talterev, it says in the first period of Tanya, in the beginning of the second period of Tanya, I'm sorry.
So therefore, it's not only he's somebody that's a recipient, but he's connected and he's one with the one that gives. The God gives him, is giving it. <coughs> However, excuse me, since the person doesn't feel this, that is therefore the pastor continues, via shafta bo, and you will be settled in it. If you're keeping score at home, the Gemara Mesechtes Megillah, Chaf Aleph, Amir Aleph, 21, side 1. Ein Yeshiva El Ikva. Yeshiva means you're totally there. The Neshama needs to spend time in this world to elevate, to purify. So therefore the person is not only a recipient himself, But he's giving and he's working on the entire Elam Hazir. And therefore, Bahaya, Vashem Simcha. Our sages tell us, again, if you keep in score at home, the Yamara Eidovin, Yud Gimel, Ahmed Bez, 13, side 2. Eilu, Eilu, Divrei, Elikim, Chaim. When it comes to an argument, of sages, not an argument of a husband and a wife, not an argument of two friends or two business partners. Two people, two learned people, have a dispute. They are both words of God and they both coexist and exist. And therefore, when Beishamay and Beisil say the opposites from total opposites, when Abai and Rova say total opposites, they are yet both true. We say halach according to this one. We say that we're going to live our lives according to this one's opinion, but ultimately there is true terror life in each one. The rabbi sitting on a dintera listening to the two sides. One guy says one side, one his story, and the rabbi says you sound right. And the other guy says the opposite, and he says you sound right. And the wife starts screaming at the rabbi. Rabbi, he says the opposite of him, and he told him he sounds right, and he sounds right, and he says that you sound right. So we can't ultimately take halachas of bishamay and bishil. It's either or. So when we have a psak, we're taking only one. But we need to understand the opinion that Beishamai gave, the opinion that Abai or Rav or Rabbi Yechonon or Shimon Bayechai or anyone else that it gave, any opinion they gave, has divrei aleikim chayim, and it's real words of God, and they are das tira. And we find just such machlekes in our parsha. The beginning of the parasha talks about the Bikurim, the fruits that were brought, the first offering of fruits that were brought to Yerushalayim. And the question is, When are the Jews, when were the Jews obligated to start doing this mitzvah? We're talking about 
where they brought the Bikurim, where the Jews were conquering Israel. So when the Tater says, When you come into the land, that's one stage. And you inherit. And a third stage, where you settle there. And the Gemara Yerushalmi, if you keep in score with Yerushalmi, you're in good shape. It's Shviyas, Reish Perek Vav, the beginning of Perek Vav. Teaches us from the words, V'yirashti V'shaftaba, that the Chayv on the Bikurim, the obligation for Bikurim, started after the 14 years that it took to conquer and settle everybody in. When the Jews came in to battle, to conquer the land, until the battle, until they won the war, until they conquered, until they settled everybody down, was 14 years. So according to the opinion of Yerushalmi, 14 years later is when they started the mitzvah. The Sifrido explains, Vehoya. Although we said now Vehoya means Simcha, Vahaya also refers to as it will be, which means immediately, as soon as. And therefore the Sifri says, no. Here we learn that the obligation of Bikurim started as soon as they went into the Holy Land. As soon as the first feet stepped in the land, they were obligated to give the Bikurim. Reishis Arisoy Seichem The first of our those. Arisa Sechem also refers to Arisa, the rising, the waking up. What was happening when they brought the Bikurim? They gave Shevach Vahidah Takutchim. They praised God, thanked God for the goodness that He bestowed upon them. So, spiritually speaking, when does a person need to thank God? On a daily basis. Tells us the Tera there are two times for thanking God. And according to these two opinions of when the Bikurim need to be brought, whether it's as soon as they came into the land, or after the 14 years, we have our lifestyle. We need to immediately, upon awakening, as soon as one awakens in the morning, as soon as you open your eyes, one needs to profess and to praise and thank God. And they say the words of I'm praising to you, God Almighty. But we don't say God's name. For the Almighty, for the King, the everlasting King, everlasting King, for returning to me, my holy soul. This is said, the Friedrich Rebbe said, that they put 
our hands together, not in God forbid any um, other religion way, only the, in the Jewish religion, it's so simple. And we say these words before washing Negavasa, before we wash our hands. You can't think about Teda, you can't touch anything else, you can't pick your nose, but you can say the words of Medani. Where the person concentrates the greatness of God and he breaks through with tremendous belief in God, with pure, unadulterated belief that this is what's given into our soul, our heart. Then we have another praise that we give to God. The obligation of giving Bikurim after the settling in the land. Fourteen years after everyone is settled, everyone is living where they need to live. And on the daily life, we have this second prayer as well. And that comes in Shachas. Where we concentrate on our prayers, the greatness of God and His kindnesses. And because of all these concentration, because of all these devotions, we Hashem, we confess, we praise to God, we say, Modim Anachnu Loch, we are praising to you. This is not a level of its own. This comes after you look in keep his score at home, Mishnah's Brachas, the beginning of Perik Hay, where the Mishnah says, for the person prays, the person needs to concentrate on the greatness of God and the lowliness of the person. And by this concentration, he brings about the recognition of the thanks to God. So each one of these two praises have one plus over the other. The natural one, when one wakes up in the morning, comes from the deep part of the soul of pure belief. Without looking around, without seeing the greatness, the mere fact that there's no wood on the right, no wood on the left, no wood on top, and they're not putting you on the ground, it's beautiful. On the other hand, the person sits and he goes through a day already, goes through a morning, goes to the mikveh, goes to the preparation, goes to, sees things and hears things, and yet he's now standing here and he's ready to pray and praise God. This now becomes part of him. But Eilu Eilu Divrei The pure belief, Machshava. This Avedis Hashem. And this ultimately brings about the connection. So when we say the Hidul Hashem Kiru Vishmay, the Maidim Anach Nulach, Achzadikim Yidul Ishmecha, this comes after already, this Bainanus, concentration of prayer. 
different thinking of how great God really is to us. There was a couple. that were very, very wealthy. But wealth, my friends, has a problem to it. <laughs> what is that beautiful diamond you have? It's the Plotnik diamond. The Plotnik diamond, I never heard of it, it's so beautiful. Yes, it's right next to the Indian diamond. This diamond, very, very special, but it comes with a curse. What's the curse? Curse is Mr. Plotnik. This couple were very wealthy. But miserly, not pleasant. And nobody can get through to them. Couldn't talk to them. They're from, they went to shul, they davened, kept Shabbos, kept mitzvahs. No. Anyway, <laughs> there was a chassid, chassid of the Altrebbe, Shmuel Munkus. And Shmuel Munkus came to their house, and it was Slichas night. And he came in and he said to them, I'm a very prestigious rabbi, very important rabbi. I came here to pray with you people, to live with, be with you people. It's 11 o'clock at night, Slichas is like 12, 30, 1 o'clock. So I'd like, I've asked around and everybody told me the only place that I should stay is by you. The only people that are fit to have somebody like me is you. To host somebody like me is you. And so I'm here. Could you show me to my room, please? And he showed him to his room. Such an honor. Such a venerable rabbi. Important rabbi. And he said, thank you. I'd like to lie down. I figure he'll lie down for an hour. Go to Slichas. 
Time starts ticking. Time is ticking. 20 minutes. Half hour. 40 minutes. It's getting late. So very idle Haiti. Knock on the door. No answer. Knock a little harder. What do you want? Uh, sorry, Rabbi. But it's getting late. Maybe you're on watch. Soon. Okay. Husband says he must be very tired from his journey. He must be exhausted. He didn't, wife says, yeah. He didn't look so good. Okay. Then rest a little more. And again, they knock on his door. And again he screams. Finally, husband says, so he opens the door, he sticks his head out, and he says, Slichus! What Slichus? What Slichus? And the wife says, Fui! She spits him in the face. You don't know what Slichus is? You make yourself a rabbi? You say you're a rabbi? You come to our house and we give you the best room? And you're not even a rabbi? You don't even know what Slichus is? Turns to the husband. He says, She's short tempered. You tell me, what's this? Fa! Do you don't know what Slikas is? Slikas, we go to shul in the middle of the night. We pray that our cows give milk, our chickens give eggs. Our... Rabbi opens the door. He opens the door fully. And he says, and they can see he didn't touch the bed. He was not sleeping at all. He starts to scream at them. That's Lichus? You daven for eggs and milk? Where's your forgiveness from God? Where's your forgiveness for the way you treat your fellow Jew? Where's supplements for prayer? For a good year in the spiritual? For eggs and milk? Really? That's what you call slichas? And the uh, couple was very, very taken aback. And they realized they needed to change their ways quickly. To which Rav Shemul Pranish went out to go see slichas. In this week's parasha we have the 98 curses, but yet we have the pasuk which is more important than the curses of Samachta, Bechalatev, Ashnos Lashem Lecho, Hashem Lecho, Hashem Lecho, Be happy, rejoice with all the good that God has given you. A Jew needs to ta- constantly be happy. And one of the tales of Hashem which is his birthday, as we said, Chayel, this Shabbos is Chayel, the birthday of the Hashem and of the Altarebbe. Now that Baal Shem said, Jews are happy on the fact that they can serve God. And this we have a lesson, Ivdu es Hashem b'simcha. Serve God with joy. After our entire essence is serving God, a person always needs to be b'simcha. Enjoy.
And that's what the Pasha is telling us. To serve God with joy and with good hearts, a happy heart. Although the mitzvahs need to be mekuyim b'simcha, there are mitzvahs from the Teda that give us an extra stress, extra chshivas in simcha, more value in the simcha. Mitzvahs like this, like bringing bikurim, which opens up the which is the beginning of our parsha, and the Teda is titled on the This is ultimately the samachta. The Bikurim are brought down on the, on the foundation of the way the person serves God. We need to take Reishis Kopiyadoma, the choicest and the most beautiful of our fruits, and bring it to the Beis Hamidus and the Beis Hamidus was existing. And now still we can do this. What's so great about this service to God? As we said, when a Jew reaches the place that he's been placed in, that he has to be, according to Tehran and Mitzvah, he understands spiritually the obligation that is upon him. As the Tzadok said, make mach do Eretz Yisrael. And this is, as we said before, the Shevach Vahidoya, the praise that we give to God. And this all is done with simcha, with great simcha. Not only simcha on our own personal successes, or the blessings that we have. A simcha which is general and encompasses everything. Simcha b'chol ha'tev. Simcha b'chol ha'tev. A simcha of etzem mitzius. Our essence has to be joy, has to be full of joy. The essence of the serving that we merited to be Jewish and to serve our Creator, for that is why He placed us on this world. A simcha like this we need to embrace in our daily life. All our entire work. As a Jew is working in anything else that he does, he cannot be separated from this simcha. For every moment, a person needs to feel the simcha and all the good that God bestowed. And through this simcha, we merit that Kaddish Baruch Hu will inscribe us and will seal us. Yechtaveinu v'yechtameinu l'shona teva u'mesuka shnaz ge'ula v'simcha. A good and a happy year. A year of redemption and joy. Chayel, the birth date of the two great luminaries, the Alter Rebbe and the Basham HaKadosh. Chayel is 12 days to Rosh Hashanah. And as we say every year, we tell this, the Rebbe found very important to tell us every year, to remind us, each day, Each day represents a month.
On Chayel, it represents the month of Tishrei, Tovshin Ayin Zayin. We need to sit on Chayel and go through our Tishrei, Tovshin Ayin Zayin. To see what our shortcomings were. What we were lacking, what we were missing. On the month of Tishrei. And then on the Yutesel, the next day, we take the month of Cheshvan. And we think through the past month of Cheshvan, Tavshanai and Zayim. What did we do? What didn't we do? What did we do enough of? What should we have done more of? How should we have helped a fellow Jew? What lush and harder did we speak? What way did I insult somebody? Did I hurt somebody's feelings? God forbid. How to do tshuva, to ask forgiveness. And so on and so forth. Every day of the 12 days represents one of the 12 months. And it is these 12 days that we really need to emphasize and to stress the teshuva that needs to be done. But this is based on days that start with two great luminaries, the Barshem HaKadosh and the Alter Rebbe. As the Barshem Tev brought about Chassidus into the world, illuminated the world with the Chassidus, telling us the true love of a fellow Jew, the true love of Hashem. Love Hashem, and Hashem will love you. But to love a fellow Jew, as you do oneself, to which the Alter Rebbe added, that this should be said every day, before we begin our prayers, before the prayer of Matoivo Elecha Yaakov, a Jew should say, "Areni mekabel olai mitzvah sasei shel v'yahavto l'reyachol kamecha." I am accepting upon myself this mitzvah, and it doesn't say a little parenthesis except for A, B, or C. It just says for every single Jew no matter who they are, no matter what they did, what they could have done, how they should have done. We need to love, embrace our fellow Jews, besimcha with the ultimate joy, and this joy will bring about to the main joy, and we will go from Kisave, we will, although the 98 curses are written, we will not hear any curses. We will only hear blessings so that we will merit to Atan Nitzav Mayim Kulchem as we stand before the Almighty and we are able to stand with our feet, salute, and say, we are ready for a new year. We are ready. Teishnas and Chavis. No more debts. We are ready for the ultimate redemption to be with the Mashiach Tzidkenu this Shabbos in Yerushalayim Yerakeidish Shabbat Shalom to all.